Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're listening to the Go Birds Podcast. Joining us right now from Indianapolis. He covered the game today for 94WIP.com uh, as well as the uh, the Go Birds Podcast as well. That's Elliot Shore Parks. What's happened, Elliot? What's going on, guys? I guess this is going to be a very different post-game hit, and then it felt like it was going to be for about 95% of that game. <laughs> you are correct. Sometimes you just have to you know, throw it out, right? Throw, crumble yes, it up and throw exactly. it out. Give me your overall sense here. Let, let's just pick it up in the fourth quarter, Elliot, because at this point, you know, as we just mentioned, they're trailing. They can't get anything going offensively. To the defense's credit, really, after that first drive, they had settled in in a big way. But you, you know, just your overall sense of this thing, did you think the Eagles, did it feel like an Eagles comeback to you heading into yeah. the fourth? quarter yeah well heading into the fourth quarter no absolutely not and I think the reason is is because I thought this was one of the worst coach offensive games I've seen since Sirianni and the staff got here now credit to them for getting the win right ultimately they got the win uh and that's what's going to matter most when they're doing playoff seating at, at the end of the season but I just thought going into the the fourth quarter and even during the fourth quarter and that you know kind of terrible I sounds weird to say but terrible game-winning drive like I, I thought they had no rhythm on offense. I didn't understand some of the packages they were using. I didn't understand why A.J. Brown wasn't on the field at times. Like There was just no rhyme or rhythm, I thought, to the offense at, at all. So the fact that they came back and won this game, a lot of credit to Jalen Hurts. He made some really big plays where, where it looked like things were going to fall apart. If he wins MVP, this is going to be the, you know one of those games that they'll use on the highlight package. But no, I mean, I thought we were going to be talking about a second straight loss heading into that fourth quarter. All right, Ellie, while we're there, I just explain this to me. I, and, and, and I was screaming in here with John and, and Jack, so that, you know, I'm not just asking now. But, you know, when they, after the two minute warning, they try to draw them off sides. The Eagles try to draw the Colts off sides, and they use their second timeout. I, I didn't understand any of that sequence right there. Like, and I, and yeah. look, they end up getting the first down and all that, so it all works out. But what. What what was Sirianni's thinking there? Well, they also they only get the first down because Hertz makes a really good play on fourth down to to get it right. Like it wasn't a great play call or anything like that. Uh, you know, Sirianni after the game kind of said it was something they saw. They didn't want to talk. You know, they didn't want to talk about too much because of competitive advantage moving forward, which is certainly something you know they they like to use quite a bit. But no, I thought that that whole sequence, including that, was terrible. Like 
not only do you come out of the two-minute warning and do that, which is really weird, but it's fourth and two. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you're good, you're good at sneaking the ball, so maybe you would have gotten it if you actually ran the play. But the defense is not expecting a sneak thing, right? Because it, it's, it's not your traditional fourth and one. I also really hate this new thing they do where they all line up behind Hurts when they're going to do a sneak like and make it so incredibly obvious that that's what they're going to do. I think that, that has hurt them on a play that they were good before that. But that whole sequence, I mean, they ran the ball nine straight times to end the game. You would have thought they were icing a lead as opposed to trying to go and, and get the lead. So I thought it was a very weird sequence. Uh, how much does this coaching staff trust Miles Sanders? Well, if you look at the end of the game, it doesn't feel like they do. Now, I will say, you know, this is just one game, and on the year, they've iced a lot of leads, right? Like, there's been a lot of times where they've been up big and they've had to run out, and he he has had the ball in those spots. But I thought it was so strange that they gave Boston Scott the ball three straight times at the end of the game there, right? And Miles Mm -hmm. Sanders, I think, you know, he did draw the big pass interference penalty, so he was on the field for that big third down, a passing down, too, for for what it's worth. But yeah, I thought it was it was strange some of the substitution patterns, but but I thought that was all game. Like there was a lot of times AJ Brown wasn't on the field on really big snaps, but Grant Calcaterra was. Like I, I just thought the way the personnel was used on offense was was really strange today. It feels like they're just trying to figure life out without Dallas Goddard, perhaps. Well, to to me, and yes, I, I think that's right, but. I thought coming into this game, like when you don't have Dallas Goddard, then you don't run as many 12 and 13 personnel packages because now you're using your third and, you know, kind of fourth string tight end to run those packages, right? Like Tyree Jackson was out there. It felt like quite a bit today. He had a big offensive pass interference penalty. Like, I don't get why he's really out there. I mean, he hasn't played all year. He barely played last year. He's learning the position. To me, it felt like they came into the game saying, we would like to use 12 and 13 personnel, even if Goddard is not here. And, you know, Sirianni talks a lot about kind of coaching to his players, not not coaching what he wants to do, you know, regardless of who he has. And it didn't feel to me like they like the game plan would have been any different if Goddard was out there or not, and he wasn't there. And so I thought that was a disappointing decision mm-hmm. from the coaching staff. Elliot, go to the other side on on a positive note. Um, you know, they got pretty major contributions from Joseph and Sue, you know, and you know, they, yeah. they rack up a half a sack, but you know, there were other plays that they made throughout the course of the game and you know, there were, you know, there was questions right up until you know this morning and whether or not both guys would be activated. You thought Joseph for sure, but Sue was as well. Give me your impressions of the way you thought they played. Yeah, Linval Joseph after the game was talking about how he dreamt about this game for multiple, you know, a lot, multiple times while he was a free agent and kind of this whole offseason about coming to a team, being the spark they needed, helping them get a win. And I don't think that this is probably the game many Eagles fans dreamed of in terms of just, you know, how it how it watched and how it played out. But ultimately, yeah, I mean, he came and he, he made a, a huge impact. I mean, he started the game. He was out there the first snap. I mean, yeah. him and Sue got out there uh, on, the first, on the first series. And I think it was an indication that this team felt the r- issues against the run were personnel-based. And I don't want to absolve Gannon of blame completely, but but I don't think they were wrong about that. Like Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, like these are not good run defenders. Uh, Cox at this point in his career and really Hargrave ever. So I think bringing those two in there was was to help against the run, obviously, and then they came out today and they, they were great. After that first drive, I think Jonathan Taylor maybe only had 40 yards the rest of the game. So they came, they made an immediate impact, and if they're only going to get better from here, the Eagles are going to end up having one of the best defensive lines in football. Did the team acknowledge, uh, you know, in the locker room, uh, how much that game meant to Nick Sirianni going back to Indianapolis? Yeah, Hassan Reddick talked about it. He said that he was uh, that Sirianni was very emotional 
when talking to the team. And Sirianni's not somebody that hides his emotions, right? He wears his emotions very much on his sleeve. When he was walking out from the field into the locker room, you could see how emotional he was. He gave Howie a big hug. You could just see the emotion on his face, even at the post-game podium. Um, you know, I don't know if this came across uh, over the air, but I thought there was moments when he was kind of holding back tears when talking about how much it meant to get this win for considering what they did, what he feels the Colts did to Frank Reich. So, you know, mm-hmm. very poorly coached game by Sirianni, in my opinion, but it was it was a very big emotional win for him, you could tell. How much, how much of the offense stalling out was the offensive staff just not having the right play at the right time? How much of that is defenses are sort of figuring us out? It's an incredibly important question moving forward because it's now been, you know, six or seven straight quarters where this offense has not looked good. And you think about the Washington game last week, they were kind of gifted a touchdown to start. And then since then, they've had really big trouble sustaining drives. And it actually looks like last year to me where everything they're trying to do looks, looks just so hard. Like even when mm-hmm. they, they get big third downs or even when they get touchdown drives, it doesn't look easy. It doesn't look smooth like it did earlier in the year. So I, I think it's a couple things. One, I do think that now with, you know, 10 games of tape after tonight, the, the defenses are adjusting somewhat. It's going to be on the coaching staff to, to, you know, make their adjustment back. But also, I really do think the loss of Dallas Goddard impacts this team. He was such an underrated part of this offense. And when you don't have to worry about Goddard, you can put so much more attention on A.J. Brown. It impacts things. So that, and then you add in the turnovers. And, yeah, I mean, the offense is a really big concern moving forward. Elliot, you know, you don't, you don't get any – glamour points for it being beautiful they survived and they won the game yeah. um just i want your overall takeaway when you step back with everything we saw today what's your feeling on the game in general mm-hmm. well i think come january when we're uh, you know covering games at the link and we're not traveling to new york or minnesota like remember this game like mm-hmm. these are the type of games where you end up with the number one seed and there's been a few games like that this year the houston game they didn't play that well they won that game the arizona game was very close uh, that you know they won that game and I think sooner or later like yes you can look at this on a micro scale and say this was an issue this is a concern on a macro scale this team has shown they know how to win games and I think that comes from their quarterback like there's a reason that he's now nine and one this year and he won a ton in college on the biggest stage like I'm a big believer that win loss is a quarterback uh, stat and if you look at Jalen like it comes from the top and he does an excellent job of winning these close games so you know, how, how do I feel after this game is, yes, there's concerns. Yes, there are things they have to improve. But they're showing that they can overcome their own mistakes. And I, it's an incredibly important trait when it comes to winning. Elliot, appreciate it, man. Looking forward to uh, all your hits during the week with the station, 94WIP.com, for your uh, your written word. And, of course, uh, Go Birds podcast and Go Birds every Saturday with James from 1 to 3. Appreciate it, Elliot. Safe trip back, man. Yep. Talk to you guys soon.